Welcome to DLC Live, your source for educational and inspirational interviews with mental health experts and advocates from around the world. Now, here's your host, creator of the DLC Anxiety Worldwide Mental Health Community, Dean Stott. Hi, Lisa. You okay? Hi. Yes, it works. Yeah. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? Good. I'm excited. The hardest part was out of the way was connecting to this live. Is this the first time you've done um, with someone else on the live? It is. Yeah. So. I've watched many, but first time me being in it with you. <laughs> ah, fantastic. Well, okay, so for everyone who might not know who Lisa B is. Firstly, why do they not know? Um, and <laughs> can you just tell them who you are, um, how long you've been practicing yoga, um, why you got into yoga in the first place, um, did anyone inspire you, and just how, how it's helped your mental health and physical health over the years? Yeah, so hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm, besides a yoga teacher, also a video producer. I've been practicing yoga for over five years. But when I first started, I really, really did not like it. I actually used to walk out of classes. It was so hard for me to sit still. Um, a good, good friend of mine really encouraged me to keep at it because he kept telling me there were so many benefits of yoga. It just wasn't really easy for me to figure out what those were. And then it took about a year once I got the whole, I, I fell in love with yoga. It took about a year though. And then I was like, you know what? I need to become certified. I need to share it with everyone else because yoga is so much more than just a physical practice. There are so many wonderful and incredible emotional and mental benefits as well. It yeah. really, really helped as someone who has struggled with anxiety. It's definitely helped me. And I just want to share it with everyone else because I know if it's helped me, then it can help with anyone and you don't need to be flexible to do yoga i hear that all the time from people well, you really don't that, have to be flexible that was one of my questions um i i really can't touch my toes even like bending bending my knees i still struggle to touch my toes so you don't have to be flexible so what is the reason behind that because I, I think there's a certain stereotype when someone looks at yoga and they see all these crazy poses that everyone's doing um, now, I think it's just as important to focus on the, the meditation side of yoga as well. Is that right? Yeah. So there is the physical aspect of yoga where you do the poses, the asanas, we call them. And over time, your body will get a little more flexible, um, but it takes a lot of practice it takes a lot of work i hate to break it to you and everyone else watching but you're not amazon prime you're not going to be able to do a split just overnight it takes a lot of practice you have to keep at it um and then there is the breathing component where you you really focus on your breath known as pranayama and that is just incredible because when you do yoga you are really synchronizing your breath with each movement so all you really got to do is focus on that pose and you'll see wonderful things happen. And how long did it take you from when you first started to like um, all the poses that you see like on the Instagram profiles for example? Is that like a year period or could someone, could someone practice yoga and never actually get to that ability? 
Yeah, I will say I think flexibility does have a part to do with your genes. Um, my whole family is kind of freakishly flexible. Um, yeah. But when I first started yoga, I definitely couldn't do the poses that I can do now. You know, with Instagram or any form of social media, it's just that one second of so, so many seconds. So I think it's a little deceiving when we see these incredible yogis. I know I might be at fault here too, po posting this really challenging pose, but you don't see all the commitment, all the all the practice that goes into it. For example, I've hurt myself many, many times doing yoga. You don't, I don't really show that side. And um, yeah. I hope if anyone's watching this and they see any yogi out there, it is a result from a lot of hard work. The physical poses are an added benefit that happen from a lot of consistent practice. Maybe that could be an idea for the, for the future, like a yoga bloopers. A what? What? A yoga bloopers. <laughs> well, should I talk about my YouTube channel? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So I made it my quarantine mission to spread yoga, to spread positivity to as many people as I can. I know yoga can be intimidating. I know it's hard for some people to commit to a full 16-minute class. So I decided to make 5, 10, 15, 20-minute yoga videos at my house. Now I am in a house with a big family with a hundred pound lab. It's not always then when I try to make a yoga video. So I start them on YouTube with bloopers <laughs> and they're fun. Um, it is uh, youtube.com slash yoga. No, what's my YouTube? YouTube.com slash Lisa B. I, I, I should, I should have had that down by now. <laughs> Um, yeah, so if we can get over to the to the questions uh, from the platform, um, the followers have been uh, submitting some of the questions, yeah? Yeah, let's hear what the followers want to know. Yeah, so the first question is, is it normal to want to watch the clock for the first 30 minutes, uh, wanting the time to go by quicker? So maybe this person's a bit anxious when they're first starting. It is very normal to look at the clock when you are doing yoga. It's also very normal if you don't want to do yoga. It's very normal if you are even more stressed doing yoga. Um, like I said, when I first started yoga, it was so, so hard for me. I used to walk out of classes and here I am with three years of teaching experience doing an interview with you. It takes a lot of time to learn how to control perhaps those negative thoughts that we might have. But the best thing about yoga is that it never changes the poses. So for example, warrior two, Virabhadrasana two, it's never gonna change. It's gonna look the same every time you do it. What does change is your approach. So maybe one day your, your mind is racing, you just don't wanna do it. That's okay, because there's always tomorrow. There's always a new day and there's a new chance to try, there's a new chance to to feel good, to feel better, to get stronger. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the so it's the mind state that changes. Yeah. So like, what one day you might be well, you might be practicing a certain move over time, and then one day it just clicks into place. Yeah. Yes, and that is like the best feeling that you can do something that you never thought you could, and then that will translate off the mat as well. So for example, 
there's this arm balance pose that I, I remember working so hard on and one day I did it. And I was like, okay, I've got to and And it's the best feeling. Yeah, I got your back. Okay, cool. Yeah, we should say I'm also in New Jersey and you are in Wales, right? North Wales, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so connection issues. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. So you were saying. I don't know what the last thing was that you heard. Um, yeah, so. For, for someone wanting the time to, to go quicker, you just say stay with it, um, keep focused, and just carry on practicing on that, yeah? Yeah, there's also so many different styles of yoga. There's so many different teachers. So everyone is different. What you might like, I might not like. What I like, you might not like. Um, it has everything to do even with the music. Maybe you're into... Spanish music or, or you know you can find a class that caters towards that or hip-hop music in New York City there's there's classes that cater towards that there really is a yoga class for everyone it just takes time to find what you like and I know if I can do it someone who walked out of yoga classes then you can do it too no that's brilliant so and I think that's really interesting as well because obviously that is breaking the stereotype of yoga obviously I didn't didn't even think um that there would be yoga classes that played hip hop music. So that's kind of cool. There, I mean, I, I don't work for them, but I'm going to promote them. Y7, they're in all over the States and they play hip hop music and they have nights or days like Cardi B night or Kanye West, Jay-Z, whoever you like. So there really that's is awesome. yoga for everyone. There's even goat yoga. I yeah. That. I have not tried that. So don't ask some questions on goat yoga, but it is a thing. Fantastic. So the next question is, how often should I do yoga? Um, and should it be classed as a workout or paired with one? Good question. So I think it's important to just go over the fact that there are many different types of yoga. Some of the common ones are vinyasa yoga, which as I was saying before, really synchronizes your breath, which with each posture. There is Iyengar yoga, which is really keen on alignment. You might have seen props uh, like um, a strap or a bolster or a block. So that is found in Iyengar yoga, where if you can't touch your toes, you can't touch the floor, let the floor come to you. So you can try, you can try doing Iyengar yoga if you want. There is restorative yoga, where you hold poses a little longer. There's Ashtanga yoga, which is a little bit more of a rigorous approach approach there's kundalini there are so many different types of yoga so it really depends what you're interested in if you want yoga to be your main workout which it is for me then i would recommend doing maybe three times three to five times a week you can do it pretty intense if you follow an ashtanga sorry i'm getting nervous here an ashtanga <laughs> ashtanga um yoga class or um a more power flow yoga class you might be doing some burpees in that yoga class so it's definitely a workout however if you are a runner if you are a boxer if you're a cyclist it's really important to take days off of your workout to stretch to recover to feel good 
Um, so I would definitely recommend doing yoga at least once a week. Everyone can benefit from yoga. Most of the time, people don't even know how good your body is supposed to feel. Do my, do um, my, my, what? No, I was just going to say with yourself. Um, so like how many calories would you burn like in a typical yoga session? Well, according to my Apple watch, um, I burn around 200 to 250 calories in an hour. But then again, I am doing a lot of sun salutations, which um, I can talk the sun salutation is where you lift your arms up, you put your arms down, you do upward dog, downward dog. It's um, a great way to heat the body and you can do like 10 of those and you'll definitely be burning calories. Well, that's really interesting. Um, so yeah, so the next question is, um, is there a particular time in the day that's best to practice yoga? And what are the best poses to reduce anxiety? So anxiety specific poses, if there is any. Yes. So let me just make sure I answer both of the questions. So first, if there's a particular time of day, again, it really depends what you are looking for. If you want to do something really calming before bed, you would do a restorative, a gentle class before bed where you would do a lot of maybe forward folds or grounding poses to help you unwind, to de-stress. Um, and will they promote sleep? They definitely can, yeah. So I have a YouTube video called Wind Down Yoga and we use the pillow and I am telling you, um, trying to do a forward fold with a pillow is just so grounding. You have your head covered it's super easy. It's super calming. Um, you guys should try. You should try it too after after this before you go to bed. Um, but also back to your question. So if you want to do yoga in the morning, um, there's definitely like I was talking about sun salutations. Those are super super energizing. They're a natural way to wake up your body. Back bends are super energizing. Like right now, you could sit up nice and tall. Do it. <laughs> yeah, and lift your heart up. Or if anyone's watching this, to so lift their heart up. Like this right away, if your hands are just now resting on your chair here, if you squeeze those shoulder blades back, lift your heart up, Dean, lift your heart up, good. You should just feel this sense of confidence, this sense of empowerment. So imagine doing poses like that in the morning. You can start your day off on a great note, you know? Yeah, so, you no, know, definitely. So I think the, obviously the open body um, posture is obviously good. Like you said, so it's got a psychological aspect as well towards it. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, it, there is, and there's like these little check marks. If you can do that pose, like we just did in front of your followers, it's like a check mark. Okay. I can do the next thing. I could do something else. And that will translate to feeling more confident in, in yourself. When you know you can do any pose, it translates to being able to do something off the mat. I also want to go back to your question. I personally would not recommend doing yoga after you eat because when you're trying to do twists and you have a full, belly with coffee or a sandwich, you, you might feel a little uncomfortable doing a forward fold. But then again, maybe you can, you can, Every everyone is different. It's just figuring out what works for you. Now, yeah. you also asked about poses and anxiety. There is no automatic do this pose, your anxiety will be cured. Unfortunately, we both know it's not that easy. However, there are definitely certain poses that help. I really like practicing forward folds. If anyone's watching, should I just, can I demonstrate forward fold? 
Yeah, go for it. Okay. Though I am fully in sweatpants, but um, so for example, when you're super anxious, can you still see me? Yeah. So if you're standing yeah. up really tall and I'm having so much anxiety, I'm overwhelmed, I'll just fold. I'll just go like this. So this is a forward fold. I'll put my hands over my head. Imagine you're holding all that negativity, all that anxious thoughts. I just let it fall off like this. So I'm just imagining like, so if you try doing that, I, I exaggerated a little bit, um, you should see that there's something so calming when your head is below your heart. You have fresh oxygenated blood that can rush towards your head, often making you feel rejuvenated. It can reduce anxiety. It, it can reduce worry. And um, I really like forward folds, but a quick Google search can tell you there's so many other poses. Just find one that works for you. Also- And I'm guessing- I'm guessing muscle tension as well. It's good for muscle tension, yeah? Yes, yeah, yes, 100%. I, when I'm feeling super anxious, I will, if I'm home or if I'm in a place where I can, do a sun salutation, which is called Surya Namaskar A. I'll do about three rounds of that because it's a complete full body stretch. When your mind is anxious and you're having all these thoughts, sometimes it's really hard to do that forward fold because you're not thinking clearly. No brain can really just do a pose and hold it. So sometimes adding a little movement um, can help reduce anxiety. So I would tell anyone to look up how to do a sun salutation, Surya Namaskar A, because you also are going to release tension in your shoulders. Most of us have a lot of tension there. You'll stretch your upper back, your lower back, you'll stretch your hamstrings, you, you'll feel good, and yoga definitely will help. Uh, just like just an additional question there um with yoga can can you do it without music like or would you say strictly is better to do, to have music while you're doing it wait what's your is yoga good to do with music yeah yeah i mean i personally love that um it helps me get in the zone uh i spend a lot of time making my yoga playlists so when I have a more calm song, I'll do a more calming pose. If I have a more upbeat song, I'll do more of a rigorous workout. However, for example, Ashtanga yoga is traditionally done without music. However, most teachers practice it's your choice everybody's different you got to just do what's best for you that's brilliant and uh, just going on to the next question uh, which is a really interesting one firstly because i didn't really know what the condition was so i had to look it up but look um, it was can people with um scoliosis do yoga and for people who don't know what that is if you can just explain what that is as well yeah, so I will say I just saw a comment that said they can't hear me. Can you, you hear me? Obviously, we're having this conversation, so that's just a little nerve-wracking if they can't hear me. Can I just put my right. volume up? I think the signal just went a little bit before. 
Okay, so um, can, are we good? Good, all good. Okay. So to answer your question, I had to first by saying I, the question is if you can do yoga if you have scoliosis, and I'm not a medical doctor, so I would highly recommend anyone that does have scoliosis or any pre-existing condition to talk to their doctor to make sure it is safe to practice. However, I do have um, I do have scoliosis. It's when you have a S curvature in your spine, and I do practice yoga, and I have found it to be so incredibly helpful in in my posture. I've tried everything from PT to chiropractory to acupuncture. And I found so many improvements with yoga with a committed practice. Now, I've been practicing for five years, about three to five times a week. And you will become more mindful of where you're distributing the weight. So can I I'm going to demonstrate again. So if someone, does, if someone does have scoliosis, so I'm going to exaggerate for the purpose of explaining this. Like, if I'm standing like this, see if my spine has that S curvature. If the teacher tells you to, you know, stand up nice and tall, that's going to be really hard, but they'll give you cues to help. So, for example, you can imagine Dean doing this sitting in your chair. If I say to evenly distribute the weight on your feet, whoa, all my weight's on the left side, let me come center. If I say to make sure your hips are grounded and level, to stand up nice and tall, imagine there's a strength pulling you up. At the same time, drop your tailbone, bring your belly up, whoa. Now look at that, your posture, your posture becomes definitely a little better and you can work on um, easing that curvature. However, everyone is different again, so what might feel good for me might feel bad for you or vice versa, but there's a lot of poses, um, like cat and cow, for example, is a great way to lengthen the spine, to stretch the spine, to strengthen the spine and with committed and dedicated practice, you will hopefully see results. So hopefully I'm inspiring you to do yoga after this and everyone else. Well, I was gonna show you. I actually went out and got the classic yoga Bible. You should be, <laughs> you should be super proud of it. Wow, did you get that for this interview? Um, no, I, I got it like three, three months ago. Um, but <laughs> I, when I opened it up and I saw all the crazy poses, um, yeah, Which I ended up putting it. looking at now? Um, let me just tell you what. So a, a seated half spinal twist. Yeah, well, yeah, yes, that, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about twists, for example, twists are great if you have any lower back pain. Um, you really stretch your lower body in a twist. Twists are also great for any digestion issues. Um, if you think about it, you have all that food in your belly. So when you're twisting, you're really helping, helping your belly feel good. No, that's brilliant. And just the last question um, from the from the followers, which was, is it better to do yoga on my own or in a group with a teacher? Um, and is there any particular benefit to either one? Good question. So if you are a complete beginner and a don't have the, the yoga Bible. Is that what the book's called in front of you? Yeah. I would recommend just doing a quick Google search or YouTube search so you have an understanding of what yoga is because some of the pose names might sound like animal names like Parjvottanasana, Trikonasana, 
Adho Mukha Svanasana. So I just said pure, pyramid poses. Um, I actually don't remember the second name I said, or downward dog. So that might sound a little intimidating. So just doing a quick Google search can first help. And whether or not you should do it in a class verse by yourself, there's pros and cons. I would only recommend doing yoga by yourself if you have an understanding because you don't want to get hurt. However, right. you can also do that class by yourself on what your body is telling you. So say you wake up with some lower back pain and you can focus on twists, you could focus on lunges, you can focus on poses for that area. But when you go to a class, you the pros and cons are con you have to do with what the teacher tells you more or less. However, a child's poses are only always encouraged if it's too difficult. But the pro is you get those alignment cues. Not everyone is uh, has a, you know, a certification of yoga where they know not to get hurt. And there's so many cues of how you can find comfort in these really difficult shapes. There, you know, even these yogis that post these incredible photos, there's nothing really comfortable about holding a split or holding this crazy inversion. It's just figuring out where to distribute your weight and where you can find length and comfort and you use your breath. So sometimes hearing those cues are really, really helpful. And um, just finally, um, so mindfulness and meditation, um, would you say that that is separate to um, the yoga poses or would you say that it's incorporated? So obviously bringing the attention back to, um, to the breath, is that like a particular yoga practice, is it? So in yoga, we refer to our breath as our pranayama. It is extremely important to breathe in yoga. Now, most of us tend to, I think you guys touched upon it on your interview with the med med meditation guy. He was explaining it maybe a little better than me that most of us tend to breathe shallowly. We breathe in our chest and especially with people with anxiety, you know it's really hard to breathe. So in yoga, you learn to use your breath to find comfort in each pose. Some classes will do like a five or 10 minute breath exercise. Um, if you go on my YouTube page or my Instagram, I'm gonna promote it. Or I think you actually did the swipe up about alternate nostril breathing, which looks like this. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's on the profile. It's, uh, it's on the page now, if anyone wants to see it. Yes, actually you also did my other deep, the three part breath exercise. Yeah, yeah. So that's another type of yoga breathing. So. Um, there'll be classes where sometimes you'll start with a gentle breathing exercise that's five, 10 minutes. Sometimes they're longer, sometimes they're shorter, sometimes they don't have them at all. So they're, they work together. You can always find more of it if you're interested in. Um, I know in New York City, maybe in, in London or other big cities, there are studios that are just meditation focused. So you can do a 50 minute meditation class, but that's very, very hard and it can be intimidating, but they're so incredibly important and it's, it's really wonderful when you can breathe in an uh, a uncomfortable pose because hopefully that will translate to breathing in an uncomfortable position off the mat. Well, you know, that's, that's really good advice. And I think it's really important just saying how obviously you've come full circle. So like you said, so from going into your first yoga class, getting anxious and having to leave, to now obviously practicing yoga to reduce the anxiety. So I think that's like a, a good heads up for people who are, who are just starting and who may start um, to, be, to get anxious when they first start doing it. 
just to let them know that that is normal, that the feelings that they're getting are normal and over time it will get easier and the anxiety um, will start to decrease. Yes, 100%. I'll reiterate in case someone's just joining. I really did not like yoga. I hated it. And I know hate is a very, very strong word. But for someone with really bad anxiety and obsessive thoughts, telling that person to sit still isn't easy. But I learned and I tried and I kept trying. I kept trying. So one day I found a studio. I found music. I found a teacher that resonated with me. And when I learned that yoga is so much more than just a physical practice, there's emotional and mental benefits. I wanted to share it with other people. And I know if I can do it, you can do it. You can do it too. You got your book. So if you are <laughs> a step ahead. I'm ready to, days, ready to go. And if some days are harder, it, it, it makes sense. It's all connected. If you're super stressed, let's say you have a million thoughts and a teacher tries having or tries to tell you to do a balancing pose, right? that's gonna be really, really hard to balance, you know, on one foot if your mind is all over the place. But just acknowledging that is pretty interesting. So it's like, oh, okay, no wonder why I can't do this balancing pose. I have all this going on, but let me just focus on this right now. You, you did that beautiful quote, let me just focus A to B, just standing in this one shape and not think A to Z. If I could just do this one shape, then I could do it, I could do anything. Definitely. And I, I imagine as well in yoga classes, one day, like you say, you might be able to nail a certain uh, yoga pose. And then like maybe the next day, you, you might not be able to do it. Do you, does that ever happen? It happens all the time. Um, does it? All the time. Yeah. I mean, if so I am pretty flexible. I practice a lot. And if I miss two or three days I'm human I do sometimes I'll definitely notice it in my practice and it will be a little harder you have to work you really have to work at it um, because your body can lose something so quick you also use a lot of tiny muscles that you might not use so much but you use them in yoga like you're on your wrists a lot and downward dog or in plank pose you're really using these these baby muscles here so it's very very common um, some days, like I said, it's easier than others because it really depends what's going on in here. It all translates how you're thinking to, to each pose. That's really interesting. And I think what resonates with your page, firstly, obviously, like I said, how fun you make uh, the yoga activities. And um, I can see that obviously you started doing yoga live sessions as well. Um, so you've got a nice interactive side to your page. Um, so, yeah, if if people do want to find um, more Lisa Vinny, where can they find your yoga videos? Uh, do you have a website, for example? Um, do you offer classes out? And uh, what's your Instagram handle? Okay, let's make sure I answer all of your questions. So my Instagram handle is brawnla, B-R-A-U-N-L-A. You can find a lot of inspirational yoga content on there with a lot of bloopers from my dog. I do Instagram live yoga classes on Saturday and Sunday. I am open to whatever type of yoga people want. I'm able to teach any style, any level. So if you guys are interested, let me know. I'm really am here to help you. I also have a YouTube page. I was a little flustered in the beginning, so I messed it up, but it's youtube.com slash Lisa B. 
or I think you could just search Lisa B on YouTube. I also have a website. However, it has a lot of my old video reporting on there. It's lisa-braun.com. And is, there, is the yoga on the website as well? Yes, lots of yoga pictures too. Oh, cool. There's actually, I see my yoga self behind me. I used it in front of that. <laughs> Say that again, sorry. I just had, I was saying there's yoga pictures. So that's something that's on my website too. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I was actually looking at your website before. I can see you've changed it as well. So you've got some nice new yoga pictures on there. It's looking really good. Why, thank you. And <laughs> one, one final thing just before we wrap yes, up. Yeah, keep uh, asking. Where, where's Kiefer? Where is he? <laughs> Cooper is in his crate. I made that very clear. I did not. Cooper is my 100-pound yellow lab. He is the star of my yoga videos. He's in his crate. Um, he's very loud. He doesn't, he's not the best at being zen. There are some yoga dogs out there. My dog is not <laughs> one of them. But he's super lovable and entertaining. No, he is really entertaining. And he's so cute. He is really cute. Dogs are the um, best. I think that's a really good place to end it. Uh, unless there's anything that, that you think we, we may have no, missed I, out. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Continue. No, I was just saying, I think that's a good place to end it, unless you think there's anything that we've missed off or anything. I just, I, can, I do want to touch upon one thing. Um, whatever anyone is going through, I know, well, your page is obviously so wonderful in helping anxiety and, and any type of mental illness struggle I just want to say that no matter what you're going through you're never never alone and you have such an incredible and safe space for people and I know that yoga's really helped me everyone can be at a different level but everyone can move together and everyone can feel good to, together and, and to me that that's pretty cool so I think if anyone is, is struggling and I hope you do yoga. I hope everyone does yoga because it really didn't just change my life, but, but it saved my life. And there are so many benefits like we talked about besides the physical benefits. There's mental and emotional and social benefits. The list goes on and on. And you feel your absolute best and highest version of yourself when you do yoga. So I really hope you guys do it. Well, yeah, I think that's the perfect place to end it. Feeling, feeling the best version of yourself. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I can top that, Lisa. Um, so I'd like to thank you from myself and from my followers for taking the time out to answer the questions. Uh, thank, you so for, <laughs> thank you for everything you do for the mental health uh, community as well. I think that's really important in saying, um, giving, giving your followers an insight um, to anxiety flare-ups that you may get, um, I think they can resonate with that. And I, and I do think that you are inspiring a lot of people um, to, to come on that yoga journey with you. So, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. I think you're doing a great job. Uh, I'm sure we'll speak again soon. And I think, I think we should end it by saying, is it namaste? Namaste. Namaste, yes, my soul honors your soul. My, the, the student in me honors the teacher in you. Namaste. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, enjoy the rest of your day, Lisa, and thank you very much again, yeah? Thank you. You've been listening to DLC Live. Be sure to follow Dean on Instagram at DLC Anxiety. Check our website at dlcanxiety.com. 
and grab yourself a copy of our latest book, Untangle Your Anxiety, on Amazon today. See you next time.